0: Hello, it's Peter Bergman, and this is Radio Frias's daily podcast for Wednesday, November twenty second, 2011. We are in Sagittarius for sure, my sign. Last night I tweeted the Republican debate, and um, here was the intro I presented to those who were listening across the spectrum as to what I thought we could expect. So here we go into another debate. Eight garden gnomes up there trying to displace the not-me in the White House. I wonder what kind of questioning will, will go down. Newt has sprung forward. He's a front runner. He should get the most attention. Maybe people can ask him why he considers the Congressional Budget Office a reactionary socialist institution. I think he has to explain himself on that one. And then his strange take on child labor. He thinks that children in poor areas, should be janitors in the very schools they attend. One master janitor, and then he said a whole bunch of young, ununionized janitors. This man has a very, very strange take on the world. Herman Cain. Is he going to explain while he's finally given in to doing something so radical as taking an interview with the editor of the Manchester Guardian, and Mitt Romney. Will he explain why in his last two appearances, one is an ad and one just on the stump, he has thoroughly misquoted um, and misplaced Obama, accusing him of saying one thing when actually it was totally taken out of context? Who is this man? And is he finally coming to the awareness that Newt jumping ahead of him so, and he remaining at 22-23% is sure signs it's the anything-but-Romney movement. Well, we'll listen in and see where this goes. This is Peter Bergman, and I'll be tweeting the debate for Radio Free Oz. And so the debate got underway with Wolf Blitzer as the uh, commentator. I can never forget Wolf during the first Iraqi war, standing there in front of some uh, beige-colored tank, it must have been some sort of an oil tank, waiting for the scuds to appear. Brave little blitz. Well, the blitzy uh, did a pretty good job. This one was on foreign policy and was considerably saner than the rest. Here's my take on the first 45 minutes. Well, okay, I gotta say, for a debate compared with the other GOP debates, this has been pretty sane. John Huntsman. The man has a lot of sand when it comes to foreign policy. He wants to remind us that this administration has done a lot in Afghanistan and Pakistan for which it can be, what, proud? Hate the word, anyway. And I love Newt Gingrich telling, uh, telling the Pakis in their own country to either help us or get out of the way. As if, you know, if you don't help America, just get out of your own country. Um, Michelle Bachmann, is on her best points. She doesn't seem windy or crazy much at all. Herman Cain is so happy that nobody's talking to him because now we're in the land of Uz Becky, becky becky stan stan You notice that Huntsman knew the name of the president and the, the Army Chief of Staff of Pakistan. Boy, if they asked Cain that, he'd still be doing one of those uh, Libya moments. Uh, you know, Romney is a lot more right-wing on... Uh, the use of our army than a lot of other people there on stage. But let me just say this. When it comes to foreign policy and when it comes to war and the so-called war on terror, Ron Paul shines. I don't like his domestic policy. I think he's trading, you know, chaos for ideology. But boy, when it comes to the dream of the imperial, uh, you know, uh, the American imperial Happening, he sees it as the nightmare that it is, so I you know, I think Obama ought to put him in his government or use him as a fool, Someone who whispers in his ears, "That's taking away our liberties." That's not in the Constitution." A holy fool at that. So now we're about halfway through, and here's the problem things start to run down. They start to run down because none of these people except John Huntsman, who could have spent two hours talking about foreign policy. I mean, hey, the ambassador to China, who speaks fluent Mandarin. He's got those people buffaloed. They're nothing compared to him. They should be running getting him coffee when it comes to foreign policy. But they began to run out of steam because... It's not that they were out of their depth. They had so little depth and they were being asked questions by all these bozos from the the American Heritage uh, Foundation and even from a major war criminal. Paul Wolfowitz was there when he should have been in Den Haag. Here's my take. All right, there isn't as much blood sport as you normally get when you get those people on stage because foreign policy is not their deep issue. You will notice that except for one foray by Rick Santorum, there was not one kind word for anybody beyond our borders, no plan to do any good. Huntsman, who's coming off as the brightest certainly on this issue, a former ambassador to China, I would hope so, understands that foreign policy and foreign war policy is connected to economic policy. So he gets that, but even he doesn't talk about what reaching out with, you know, from the greatest country in the world to help people means to anyone. It's very hard-hearted. It's really interesting. Ron Paul gets really right about the war, and then he turns around and says, and all foreign aid, maybe we should send them over some, what did he say? Some books on how to succeed, and then maybe they could make their own wealth up. Where is this man living? And Newt Gingrich, of course, has picked up the Chilean flag from Herman Cain. Remember Herman Cain told us it was Chile that taught him about 999, and now Gingrich, all of a sudden, he is a weirdo, is talking about Galveston, Texas and Chile and their social security plan. And the place has gone dead quiet. Yes, cold over Chile. Peter Bergman and I'll be back next with my wrap-up on this fascinating event. And I was going to come back with my wrap-up, but you see, I'm using this Twitter platform called Hootsuite. It's a real good way of being able to take one twit and just send it out to all the twits that are following me or that I'm trying to reach in various threads. You know, Debate Watch, GOP212, 212, Dems212, 212, on and on and on. It's really a fast way to get out there. So I go up to Hootsuite to prepare myself to record the wrap-up and send it out and it's got this picture of this little owl in kind of a magician's uh, suit kind of uh, you know Dumbledore the owl saying we're improving this site so we'll be down for just a minute and then we'll be right back well by the time they were right back it was too late for me to jump on the old debate wrap-up wagon and it's too bad because there really something interesting happened within this interregnum, and that's Newt Gingrich. Again, an Alpha Omega type, a guy who's basically spouts anything that comes to mind and every once in a while he comes up with something not only sane, but full of heart. He said, why would America toss out an immigrant who had been in this country, or immigrants if they're married for 25 years, who have children, who are in school, and of course, he said, are connected with the church. I don't know what we'd do with atheist immigrants. Uh, why would we send them packing when we discover that they are undocumented. America, he said, and particularly this party, the GOP is about family values. Why would a party dedicated to family values rip these people away from their families? Okay, it's in a sense what Rick Perry said when he talked about what good sense it made to give state level tuitions to the children of undocumented workers so that they could work in the state and develop the tax base and not be a drain on the coffers. Well, that killed Rick Perry, but of course Rick Perry is a dunce and he couldn't jump back. Newt Gingrich is no dunce, but it's going to be interesting to see, to take the temperature of the heart of the right wing of the Republican Party. Are they going to pummel Gingrich over this? Is he going to drop from sight because he doesn't want to rip families apart after 25 years of being good tax-paying citizens? Well, that's really a test of their heart. So, let's evaluate the garden gnomes, starting with the least relevant and coming up the ladder. First of all, there's Rick Santorum. The guy is very sincere, but he's got nothing new to say and he spends most of his time trying to remind us that as a senator from Pennsylvania, he did this and he did that. He was basically irrelevant. He'll be with us for a while, but he ain't got a chance. Then there's Herman 999 Kane, the great sexual abuser. Excuse me, the alleged sexual abuser by four women. And that story's kind of disappeared, but you watch. There'll be five more and he'll have 999 accusers before this is all over. Herman is sliding, man. I mean, foreign policy, he must have been in great fear. He had a few things that he actually boned up on. He did some, probably some sort of a memory course on general foreign policy. But generally, his response to any question is, we've got to get smart people together to answer that question. Basically, I'm going to take a nap, and when I wake up, all the smart people will have figured it out. Okay, then there's Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman was much steadier than her normal wide-eyed God-is-talking-in-my-ear stare. But she was also quite bizarre. She claimed that Obama had um, conversations with Iran, and then she talked about how many sites in in Pakistan, nuclear sites, have been recognized, etc., which one person today in the newspaper said might have been leaking classified information. And anyway, she was okay, but she didn't really step forward. John Huntsman. This is his playground. And he was strong and he was steady. If he can come back in the next debate on domestic issues with the same kind of passion and the same kind of intelligence, he may become more of a factor. Rick Perry, I'm sorry. He's too dumb to play this game. He's sitting there basically just blaming Obama for everything. I I think he got into energy at one point. That's one of his favorite things. I don't think Rick Perry has a chance of returning. I don't care how much money he has in his coffers. I think the man is a goner. Okay, Ron Paul. Bless that little imp. I mean, yes, end the war on drugs, legalize marijuana, get out of the empire. Stop telling people how to live their lives, etc. Cetera, et cetera, On the other hand, there ain't nothing morally or physically or politically wrong with foreign aid. And we can't expect the rest of the world, some of whom have been, if not victims, certainly recipients of our uh, unmitigated largesse, military sometimes, uh, philanthropic others, to get along on their own. It's one world, Ron, And that basically gets us down to the two-man race. We've got Newt Gingrich and Mitt Romney. If you'd never seen any of these people before, Gingrich came off as being really bright. Little screwy, if you look at some of the things he has to say, little screwy, but bright and full of himself. And then there's Mitt Romney, who tried to keep it cool and was constantly professional and turns out to be a military hawk, a man who is flip-flopping on immigration, who is hardening what's left of his heart to get a chance to run against the great not me. Well, let's just do a great wait and see. You have yourself a fabulous Thanksgiving. I'm going to say hello tomorrow and wish you a happy holiday. There will be no extended everything you know is wrong tomorrow. So have your turkey, right? And remember, uh, Obama pardoned turkeys. Maybe we can pardon the turkeys that are running against him. Peter Bergman here, have a good holiday.